Hey, 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 guys, it is Allison. I am the host of your show, Allison Answers Mission Awake. I cannot wait to sit down with you today and go over how we are going to crush the mediocrity in your life that has been plaguing our society since the beginning of time. I cannot wait to have a real deal conversation that includes intelligence, fun, excitement, and real actionable steps to make a real difference in the life that you're living now and making it into something you can be damn proud of and excited to live. Sit down, put on your damn seatbelt, and get ready for the ride of your life. Hey, 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 guys, how are you today? It is Allison from Allison Answers and Logger Counseling Services. We are here today with a master. This uh, man, his name is Anthony Pazella. Did I say it correctly? He just told me two minutes ago, by the way. You got it. Okay. No, no, that was good enough. Thank you. Good enough is never good enough, Anthony. But anyhow, (laughs) so Anthony is a member of the same group that I'm a member of that you guys have heard me say probably over and over and over again. Arate and any, I love to have people um, who are in Arate on the show because I always know that they have value to share. And I know that they are people, they're entrepreneurs that are dedicated to changing the face of business to making it a force for good on earth. And that is what Anthony's doing. And that's why I have him on the show because. When you hear, I want you to be prepared to hear what Anthony does. And I want you to consider your parenting as you're listening, because Anthony's going to explain to you the development of children and how his business is dedicated to helping children in the 21st century become leaders and influential and to not be just statistical mediocrity bots. Now, I am not quoting Anthony right now, by the way. That's just me talking. Um, so don't don't yell at him. But anyhow, so what Anthony is doing is he's working with the younger people, little children, to do the things that we're doing as adults in personal development to rewire our brains and to become um, all that we can be because we are creators of our life and we are taught that we're not. And children are uh, sold a very, very not good bill of goods, if you would put it that way. So Anthony is the owner. Is that correct? Are you the owner? So yeah, Mastery consists of six schools. Uh, the founder, his name is Greg Hort, and I'm, the, I'm second in command, and I own two of, uh, two of the martial arts schools under him. So I'm the CEO of the, the Mastery. That's awesome. So Anthony, can you explain to us... There's, I have like a, b- a bunch of different questions, but could you just explain to us what your business is? And then the second question I'm going to ask you is how you got here doing what you're doing. So I want to know what you're doing and then what led you to get here to have this as a missional experience. Absolutely. Yeah. First, Allison, thanks so much for allowing me to be part of the podcast. I'm excited to have the opportunity to connect with all of you and I'll just have the opportunity to maybe uh, open up your mind a little bit about what's possible to helping your children develop uh, in four areas, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, and socially. And if you really understand, you know, a child's development, it doesn't happen by accident. You know, a child's born with zero identity on the world. I mean, it, it, 
If you take a white piece of paper, it's blank, it's pure, there's nothing on it. We can draw, we can mold, we can create any child we want from birth. Now, unfortunately, science has proven that children's belief system stem four or five generations backwards, deep, great, 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 great grandfathers, grandmothers, they're back in history. And those belief systems continue to carry forward into what we are today in the 21st century. So just know that your child's belief systems are, uh, are already developed even before a child begins the stages uh, of birth and, and, and uh, giving life. So what we do at Mastery is we take children between the ages of three and 13 years old, and we start transforming their mind, helping them A, develop the right discipline they need to succeed in life, B, giving them the belief that they can do it, C, teaching them how to communicate with themselves and others, and then giving them a high level of respect for themselves and others, and then teaching them about self-esteem, and then finally helping them understand the value of honesty. Those are the six skills we instill in kids uh, for many years, and it's been a very positive, proven, uh, successful program. You know, I'll tell you um, what you're describing right there. You could teach probably any adult all of those things and really transform their lives because that's what, you know, anyone who's working in personal development on themselves or with other people this establishment of this foundation, what I was discussing with Anthony prior to coming on the show was we were talking about this quote that I'm always saying, you guys hear me say it, is that from Alvin Toffler, that the illiterate of the 21st century are not those who cannot read or write, but those who, who cannot learn, unlearn, and learn again. And I think a lot of the adult experience is that we are struggling through patterns that were set from the time we were zero to seven, right? And the, all of these established beliefs that have occurred, you know that that's my whole mantra, that's my book, that's everything. So I love that Anthony's here. And, you know, the my little, you know, neuroscience, you know, dip in this is that, you know, between the ages of zero and seven, really two to seven, children develop one and a half quadrillion synaptic connections, which is a lot of connections. And basically what all of those connections are, are the meanings that the children have attached to all these little nuances that they're experiencing through their five senses. And what I'm hearing Anthony say is that he wants to be right there and be influential in that development. And as parents, what I'm asking you to do is to stop and to consider two things. One, as you're here, consider your own children as Anthony speaks and how you can make subtle differences, not even subtle, vast differences in how you're wiring your children's brain. And then understand that your wiring has already happened and that if you're listening here, you're doing the work to rewire and reconstruct what's been taught that is not functioning well and aligning with your life. So, what I want you to really sit and even take notes and consider any couple of things that you would do differently for yourself and for your children. I told Anthony, and then I'm going to stop talking and let Anthony talk. I told Anthony when we pre um, pre recording that when chil- when adults bring children to the counseling centers, they're just like, "Here, fix them." We always know that if we want to help a child, we have to help their most major influence and it's their parent. So 
consider how you can readjust what you're doing um, internally, because when we change our wiring, we are more likely to change the way we wire our children. Is that accurate, Anthony? Do you agree with that? Spot on, spot on, Allison. It, it, uh, we are the example, right? There's, there's no one more important in a child's life than their parents in the beginning stages of a child's life. And we're the influencer. We set the tone. We set the mood. We, kids don't listen to what you say. They watch what you do. And, and that's a really powerful understanding. If every parent across the world understood that kids don't, they listen with their eyes. They don't listen with their ears. We all have children. We know this. We tell them not to do something. They still do it. Why? Because they're they're visual. 80% of children are fully visual. Whenever they see, they want to emulate if it's somebody that they, they, they aspire to want to be like, like their parents. And uh, that's what mastery is really designed to do. It's designed to put children in the right environment to help them get the results that parents are looking for for their kids. How would you suggest, like, I'm sure that you're kind of telling the parents this too. So what do you do with the kids to help them? Let's say you have a kid that comes in. I'm, I'm sure it happens that maybe their parents are saying it's a behavior problem or whatever. Like, what do you do in that situation? So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, great question. Parents come to us for knowing mostly three reasons. Now more than ever before, we hear the word confidence. Kids have low confidence. It's confidence, discipline, or focus, sometimes respect. Those are the main reasons why kids come to us. During COVID, it was physical fitness because kids just weren't getting enough activity. Understand is that kids, every child's motivated. There's, I've never met a child in my 25 years of existence that doesn't have motivation. The question is, what rewards and recognition are we giving them to keep them motivated? See, sometimes we have a child that comes in and my parent, the parent says, my kid can't focus. He's having a hard time at school. He can't focus at home. And so we sit down and we say, okay, let me ask you a question. Billy, we built some rapport with Billy and say, do you like TV? Oh, I love TV. What's your favorite TV show? This. Tell me about that TV show. Blah, 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 blah. Really interesting. Do you have a favorite song? Oh, I love music. What's your favorite song? Can you sing it to me? Do, 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 do. And then I, we just look at the parent. We go, have a hard time learning, huh? Because the motivation is there. But so, see, sometimes with kids, if the motivation or the expectation level and the reward isn't incongruent with what their goal is, they don't want to do it. That's why so many kids struggle at school. They're sitting there for eight hours a day like this. Kids want to move. They want to be active. They want to jump around. So why let a child sit there? And when the kid wants to be explored and be a dynamic, perfect example in China, they took away everybody's desks at school. China now has schools that are fully interactive all day long. They're physical, they're engaging, they're interactive, and the results are getting so much better because the body and the mind are, are connected. So understand that if a child's having a hard time with focus, confidence, discipline, or respect, first thing we've got to do is evaluate them. Say, okay, is it really an issue or is it just an issue in certain areas? So for instance, we have a kid that comes in, the mom says, my child has low confidence. Uh, we like to refer to them as a stage five leg clinger. Have you ever met these people, Allison, yes. the kids that hide behind a parent's yes. leg? Yeah. Yeah. But do you think they're like that at home? No. Of course not. So so realize is that we all have a comfort zone, right? Even children have a comfort zone. Children are not like this at home. They're rambunctious, they're wild, they're energetic because they're in their comfort zone. The minute you remove a child from their comfort zone, if they're confident or they don't have enough self-esteem, they're going to kind of be scared because they don't know what to expect. So building a child's confidence is done in layers. It's done step by step. The best way of explaining it to a parent, think of pancakes, right? We stack the pancakes up. 
Same thing in a child. They have one great experience outside. Huh, I feel pretty good. They have another great experience outside. I feel really good. Wait a minute. Everybody just clapped for me. Everyone told me how great I am. I feel better. Now, on the reverse side, it can happen the same way, parents. You, your child has one negative experience outside, drops. They have another negative experience, drops. They have another negative. Now, all of a sudden, in their mind, they're saying, I can't, instead of, yes, I can't. You think about respect. You know, respect really comes down to helping kids recognize and respect authority. I just had this conversation with my son yesterday. Um, funny you say that, is that um, I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and I absolutely adore them. I, uh, I, I'm so thankful to be their dad. Uh, uh, to guide them in this life. And I, I'm, I'm just, it, it's such a pleasure watching them develop. Do my children have uh, uh, self-esteem issues? <laughs> Not even close. They go up to anybody and everybody and sometimes to a fault and they just start talking to everybody. The challenge is, is that, is that I see, I see kids not have that experience all too often. But, and then I ask myself, why do my children do that? Oh, they see my wife and I do it all the time. Everywhere we go, we're making new friends. I do it intentionally because I want my children to see and understand that this is the way society is supposed to be. We're not supposed to stand in line at the grocery market and not talk to each other. We're not supposed to stand at the coffee shop and not say something to each other. Why? Why do we have to stand on our phones? So I'm the type of person that I, I want to get in your business. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and then, of course, your children emulate as well, too. So, so understand is that discipline, focus, respect, and confidence, those are skills that need to be developed with time. Those skills don't develop in the day. Those skills are developed daily for the rest of your life. I, I'm sure Alex and I, we're still working on our confidence. I'm still working on my respect. I'm still working on my discipline. It's a daily action that as parents, we have to take so our children want to emulate us. Yeah. And you know, the, the I love when you say the daily thing, because I always tell people that it's it's being awake and aware in the now, in this moment and creating now, not reacting to externals, but creating, you know, creating things that you're aligned with. But you know what I'm wondering, like when you're just, I wonder how did you, because martial arts is incredible. Not that I know a lot about it. I just, I've heard it, is. <laughs> but no, I know. I mean, I did a little bit of it, but I was horrible. But anyhow, so I, I know what you're going to say. No, you weren't. Blah, 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 blah. But not, anyhow, not even touching it. Not even touching I, it. <laughs> I actually heard my, I heard it tumbling out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, I'm not being a really good role model for this podcast right no now. No way. But no anyhow. Way. Yes, you are. You, you, ha you had a bad instructor. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. I swear. I felt so. I did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I so felt like such a jack ass in this yeah. class. But anyhow, mm -hmm. and he did that, not. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation we can have. It yes. is. Unfortunately, the whole yeah. educ whatever education. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what I want to yes. know is what drew you to like, do you recall challenges in your own childhood or the way that you learned different things? And I don't, I mean, I don't know anything about you. I don't know if you did or didn't, but did, is there something that has driven you to want to help children besides it's just being your calling? Like a lot of times it has to do with some, you know, a holy discontent sometimes we have. So I was just wondering if there's any challenges that brought you here. There's a lot of parents in the world, and if you're listening to this, and if you're you, I I, I just want to let you know that there's definitely ways to 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 not stress out about your child if they're having these kind of issues. I had when I was a kid. Um, growing up, I was a behavior child. I'm 
I mean, I was I was more at the principal's office more than I was in the classroom. It, it wasn't a, it, it was an ongoing thing. Um, my parents were frustrated. My dad, especially um, my dad worked full time. My mom was a stay at home mom. My dad was the sole provider waking up at six, going to work at coming home at 10 of 11 o'clock at night. He ran his own business, a, a gas station in a garage. Um, I was down there more than I was at home because I was always in trouble and didn't I, I couldn't figure out why I was got in trouble. I, I and and now that I'm older, I realize it. So parents, if if your child is always in trouble and they're having a hard time behaving, here's what I've learned from just my own awareness. The reason why I enjoyed getting in trouble because I liked the attention. It was the only way I was able to get attention from my parents and outside sources, and it made me feel good. We all want to. We all have the sense of belonging. It's a human need. We need this this sense. And, and that was my way of gathering the sense of belonging because I felt like I was belonging in the world. It didn't it, with kids. It doesn't matter what attention they get. They just want attention, whether it's good or bad. All they want is attention. Most importantly, from parents. So growing up, I, I was a I was a behavior child down at the principal's office more than I was at, at school. And then one day, um, my my younger brother went to a martial arts school on a Saturday for a birthday party. And my instructor now, Mr. Horton, uh, ran the birthday party. He was much younger at the time, and it was a long time ago. And that Monday, he, uh, he called my mom and asked if my brother would be interested in coming back and trying out a martial arts class. And then he also said, you know, he's welcome to bring a friend or family member. Is anybody like to bring? So my mom said, you know what? Yeah, he's uh, my, my other son's coming with you as well, too. And my mom got off the phone, and I said, what are you doing? She's like, I, I, I put you in martial arts class. I was like, I was 11 years old. I was like, mom, this is stupid. I am not trying martial arts class. No way. This is like not cool. Like, because martial arts, unfortunately, Allison is so far behind time. There are so many great benefits. And unfortunately you had a bad experience with an instructor and that happened hundreds of thousands of times across the country because martial arts instructors haven't evolved. So, so I am here and I'm like, no way this isn't happening. So i got forced to go into this martial arts school. And I sat down on the bench and I met my instructor, my mentor now. And uh, he's like, uh, are you ready to try class? I said, no, I'm, this isn't for me. I'm good. I'm going to sit here and watch. I said, okay. So my brother took the first class and of course I was watching and it was cool, but I, I was like, this isn't for me. And then I watched my brother break a board and he went, ah, and I was like, <laughs> I'm doing that. I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do that. Yes. Yes. I want to do that. And he's like, well, come give it a shot. And he said, well, you have to stand with your feet together, shoulders back, chin up, and you can't move a muscle for 20 seconds. See, he figured out, he already knew what I wanted. And he used it as leverage to help me understand what self-control and discipline was. So I stood there for like 20 seconds. I'm like, this is weird, but I'm not moving because he's got what I want. And then he said to me, he said, okay, you know, I like you, but you didn't complete your lesson yet. So I can't like break the board today. And I'm like, what? He's like, hold on. Why don't you go home? tomorrow morning and make your bed all by yourself. And you come back tomorrow, I'll let you break the board. I woke up the next morning. I never made my bed in my life. I made my bed as fast as possible. I was so excited that whole day to go to class. I went to class and I broke the board and I felt great. For the first time in my life, I had energy, positive energy being directed towards me and reshaped my behavior. See, I, had, I always had the energy. My energy was just headed in the wrong direction. Then my instructor shifted the direction and helped me put it on something more positive. And that was the beginning of my martial arts experience. This is so badass. Check this shit. Yeah. Guys, this is so good. You're talking and I'm like thinking of like 20 concepts that <laughs> you're discussing right now. So habit stacking, like 
he took this, this desire that was going to give you such a dopamine shot to break that board. And he coupled it with making your bed, standing up and owning your space. He put them all together. Like that is so cool. That right there is such a great example. And you know what I was thinking of? And I, guys, you know me, this possibly could be a tangent, just tangent alert. Okay. Just for a second. But I cannot stop making this connection between something you're saying. So we were in Arate, we were at that summit. And basically there was this branding expert who talked about, he was the guy who rescued Harley Davidson from its crash and burn years or whatever. I don't know a lot about it, but the guy talked about the number one thing that he, he did was he showed how the, that if you're as an entrepreneur, or it doesn't matter because I'm talking about kids and us as well, that if you want um, customer loyalty, or in this case, child, like a child to be, to influence a child or to have their loyalty to a particular thing, or for any of us to, he said, you have, what you have to do is what is everybody, you have to know human behavior. So customer loyalty does not come from if you're, if what you stand for is your product or your service, then the, the, whatever the mission is will die. But if your product, if who you stand for, Harley Davidson stands for creating a delight in every time you see that person, a connection, somebody feels seen. What does the whole world want to be seen? That's what you're talking about, to be wanted. Kids would rather be wanted for murder than not wanted at all, right? So basically, it's like, so to be seen and to, and they they do neurological studies that that dopamine shot, people will return. It doesn't matter the price. They will return and return. This is dating too, for God's sakes. People listen. All right. It's everything. You just give people dopamine. I'm like, it's a drug. But anyhow, so like yes. delight, delight in people because they return and they will continue to return to you for that shot of delight and, and seeing them until it's no longer there until they don't get it anymore. It doesn't matter about the product or service. That was my tangent. Back That's to amazing. you. No, it, no, <laughs> no, Allison. We, we now, that, that, was, that was by accident. You know, that, that, was, that was just my instructor understanding psychology and understanding uh, uh, influence. He, he always had this skill. I mean, I'll share his story quickly because it's an incredible story. He was 19 years old and he was a pizza boy. A martial arts school called and asked to order a pizza. And he, for some reason, God said, you're the one that needs to go drop off this box of pizza. He shows up to the martial arts school. He drops it off. The instructor looks at him. He says, you'd make a good candidate for martial arts. I want you to come try a class. He was an athlete his whole life. And he came in and he said, all right, let me give it a shot. It was $125. It was $120 at the time. The next day he went in, he wiped out his bank account. He had $125 in his bank account. He wiped out his bank account for 120 bucks and he and he purchased his first month of martial arts classes. And he was hooked, hooked so much within six months. He was there six days a week, not getting paid. He was volunteering his time, helping classes, growing the business, developing. For three years, he volunteered his time, three years. Finally, his instructor decided to hire him. And then, uh, and then fortunately, his instructor decided to opt out of the business. And at 21 years old, he bought his first martial arts school. Didn't have a clue what he was doing, but he was 
very enthusiastic and he had a big vision. And he always created, he always said something in his mind, I'm going to create a program that's going to transform kids' lives. And then long, I, be, I came along and then other students came along and we kind of helped him create this program. And, and it's very systematic. It's very detailed oriented. Just like you talk about, this is how we train our staff. The, the four levels of chemicals that can get released in the brain. And the first one is dopamine. And how do kids get dopamine? Well, in, in martial arts, it's very simple. We do it very, very strategically. We have stripes. These stripes and parents, you can use this at home. It doesn't have to be stripes. It can be rewards at home. It could be something tangible. It could be a, a, a time. It could be for my kids. They're working on, they're working on, they want to go, we like to camp. We have, we have a camper. We like to go camping. They want to go camping the Lake George. So, so they have a tangible idea that there's 10 things they already know. We already set it up, but they have to work towards it. There's 10 things they have to do daily in order to achieve this goal. So, so, so they're working towards it. And every time they do it, we give them a hug and a high five, boom, dopamine gets released. And the martial arts space, how we do is every time a kid does three things, number one, achieves a milestone outside of mastery. Hundreds of parents every night are standing up, my kids making their bed, cleaning their room, eating their fruits and vegetables, going to bed on time, going to bed in their own bed, uh, cleaning up after their toys, doing their homework, reading a book. All these new habits are being instilled because the child wants the striper on the belt. They don't want the stripe. They want the whole class to do this for them. Yeah. They want the instructor to give them a high five because that instructor is now their mentor and they're proud of them. He's like, wow, I got knighted. I feel good. Or she. And then we we have these series of stripes that kids earn throughout every eight weeks in our testing cycle that kids are just feeling so empowered because like you said, Allison, it's the dopamine that really is the key. Oh my God. You know, and if you think of this, like you can see how this goes across the board for all of us, right? What yeah. are you like? Yeah. So when you were describing be, being this like a kid of behaviors, right? And now you... Yeah you, you became, you're bought in, you know, you, you're sold, right? You're I'm the sold. product. Oh, I'm the product. Yes. I'm the product. Yeah. 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 You know, what I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about you as a missional person that you have a, you're on a mission. It's not like, it's not as much of, you know, I feel the same way. It's like being an entrepreneur is like, you can, you can own a business or you can, or you, you can do that, but also, you know, you have a mission to change the world. And it's, you know, it's just like anything. The school systems are um, an antiquated system. The mental health system is an antiquated system. We're a mental health movement. We are not following the, those antiquated guidelines and neither are you. So what I'm wondering is like, where do you, first of all, what do you believe makes you create success and what blocks you from it? Because do you see yourself as successful? It depends on who you're talking to, right? <laughs> depends on what success means, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, we're my head and success is really in my head is is being able to do what you want with who you want, whenever you want, how you want. You know, I, I've I've had the opportunity this past week, and I was telling you I went to a convention, and I mean, there's very there's people with a lot more money than me. Although, I mean, martial arts has been very generous to me, and I'm super thankful. And it and it's true, parents. The more value you give in the world. I guarantee you the more you get back. It, the minute I took my mind off of money and I put it onto serving others, the money just started like, I was like, what in the world? Like, you, you understand this, Allison. It's like, I couldn't believe it. So I'm talking to all these high level people and they're, they're making excellent money. And that's a whole nother conversation we can have. But, but they're still stuck 
every day doing the same thing every single day. My opportunity now is I have freedom. You know, I'm able to do what I want, when I want, pretty much with who I want. And, and my, my freedom now is the opportunity to really dive deeper into what I love most, which is helping kids. And, and I'm, our goal is to make this, you know, a, a, a worldwide program because every child needs this. If every child can just go through six months to a year of this kind of training, and I'll tell you why in a second, I think their life will be different. Here's a perfect example. Um, I had the opportunity to run a seminar uh, maybe a month ago, and it was a leadership seminar. So, something that Mastery did is we, we, we have our mastery class. We have a leadership program for kids. And then we just created something called the Dojo Genius. You talked about patterns, Allison. Wait till you hear about this. And so I'm doing a leadership seminar. I said, parents, can we have some fun? It was like 100 parents in the room. I said, I want you to grab your cell phone. Every time, so every time a child bows in our program, they say three magic words. Yes, I can. <laughs> over and over again. When they turn, yes, I can. Right? So I said, parents, I, I just want you to do, just have a little fun. I want you to take out your phone. Every time you hear the, the phrase, yes, I can, just put a hashtag in your notes. Just put a hashtag, a hashtag. We trained for an hour. And at the end, I said, parents, you know, give me the data. 78 times in one hour, 100 kids said, yes, I can. Love it. Now, imagine, isn't that great? Imagine awesome. five years, twice a week, doing this. What's going on with the brain? It will reprogram kids. When they have a problem, I can do that. I can't. I'm scared. I'm afraid. I don't want to. We're trying to eliminate that and say, yes, I can. My son just did it before he left today. It's like, dad, I, cause he's going to martial arts class tonight. It's like, dad, yes, I can. I'm going to earn that stripe tonight. Oh, you can do it. Yes, I can. When he learned how to ride his bike. Oh my goodness. This, this, my son's six. He, um, two months ago, he just, this is when it like, it's so cool for me as a parent and an instructor to see how this correlates at home. I'm behind him. I'm like, you got this, Anthony. You can do it. You can do it. And I just keep hearing him in his head saying, yes, I, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes. I didn't prompt that. That was a, that was a belief or a behavior or a pattern that he picked up through his martial arts training. And now he's applying it to life. So, so that's the one idea of how we're really trying to help kids grow and develop. So what would you say to a parent who, cause you're in Rhode Island, right? So there's eight locations mm -hmm. that what, what about people all over the country who they hear this and that, I think that's the issue also is, you know, finding resources of people who are doing higher level work in all areas. Right. So mm -hmm. what would you say yes. to them? Well, and by no means am I trying to do any, but, but we do offer an, on, an online class. Yes, I mean, you can it, do it. It's, it's yes, been, you yeah. can. Okay. Okay. Yes, you <laughs> can here. He can promote it here. People, we want right, this. Cool. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I mean, we offer an online martial arts class and, and uh, I, I was, I was I, in the online class. It's been, it's been successful. I, I just got off the phone with somebody on Monday about a, a, a gentleman in Texas his four-year-old daughter's uh, taking class. And I just asked him, you know, what's your experience like? He didn't say one word about the martial arts. You know what he told me? My daughter makes my bed, her bed every single day. <laughs> I love it. Making your Isn't bed. Isn't that great? Badass move. That is a move. I make it's my bed mindset. every day. It, 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 who, every, mostly every successful person that I know makes their bed every day. And for training kids to take action in the morning. My, my son, he, I, I don't know what got into him this morning. He woke up and I heard him rumbling and stuff. He wakes up, he makes his bed, he changes up immediately and he goes and brushes his teeth. And I'm like, is, dad, this is a new habit I'm forming. He's six. Yeah. I was like, awesome, bud. Yes. Let's, let's keep doing this. Let, yes, yes. 
So, so the, all we're trying to do is that in the virtual space is just, and it's very inexpensive. It's 10 bucks a month. We're not like trying to, I'm just <laughs> the goal of this program. I know <laughs> we're not trying to, to do all we're trying to do is create awareness to parents that there is a source to help kids become the best version of themselves through using martial arts and kids will learn how to protect themselves. Um, the cool part is, is that, is that we, we have a, a training course that will actually teach his parents how to practice with their children at home. So the kids are actually getting the moves right because we can't verbally grab them. Although with the metaverse here now, there is technology that we're going to yes. be able to hologram an instructor right into your child, right into your house where it's a one-on-one -on -one connection, which is pretty cool. So, so we're, we're headed in that direction. You know who I'm going to hook you up with? I'm hooking you Please. up with Ma Marie Cosgrove. Do you know who she is? Okay. No oh, idea. No. Off air. I'm going to tell you about her. She does the whole virtual world thing. She's a doctor and she's, yeah, I'm going to hook you up with her. Yeah. She's got Thank a whole you, thing Allison. there. I would love to. So love let to. me ask you, do you do anything with like older kids or um, adults? So, so. It's it's much easier to influence a three year old's beliefs than just to challenge a nineteen year old, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly, <laughs> it is. Yes, yeah, it, yes. It, and and we just found our business model is this. Is that your final answer? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll explain. Just I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. Our, our, yeah, our business our business model is we like to work with kids because kids turn into adults. Adults turn into instructors, and instructor turns into a, a partner with us at Mastery. Mm -hmm. um, we, we love we love working with we love working with uh, uh, adults. We did it for many years, and we just made the decision. You know, we're a kids' school. The way that we teach class, the animation, the storytelling, the understanding. We're just we're, we we love working with kids. Our staff is just all of our staff. Grown, uh, I, one of our instructors today, it's his birthday. He's 21 years old. Do you know when I met him when he started training? When he was three. I love I've that. known this young man. Yes. Him and I have been in a relationship, a mentorship since he was 18. And, and his mom put this beautiful post on Facebook, you know, thanking mastery and the community about the man that he is today. It was, if it, he wouldn't be who he is today if it wasn't for the mastery supporting him for so many years and he's training. He's one of our instructors. He goes to college. He has plans of opening his own martial arts school. And he's just so dynamic and so personable. And, and, and that's one of many stories, but, but, but it really comes down to if you're a parent, it, you're a product of your environment, right? We can take a positive kid that has everything going for him in his life. We can take this child and we can put him with kids who are just on the wrong trajectory in life. Wrong habits, wrong beliefs, wrong disciplines. Parents aren't, aren't really involved. We can put, even though this kid is so great in this space, we put him here in a matter of months, he's going to turn out to be like them. Now, on the flip side, it's the same. We take a child in this environment who's headed on the wrong path, not following direction. We remove him from this environment. And we put him in an environment that's instilling structure, confidence, discipline, respect, positive attitude. Yes, I can. It's only a matter of time before he starts to change and become like his environment. So if you're a parent, I want you to be very conscious of the environments you put your child in on a daily basis. Um, it's so, so, so valuable. Um, you, you, that's probably the most valuable thing that I learned growing up, that the environment that I'm in. I'm always, but my, my thing is that I always want to be around people who are not better than me, but are, are further ahead in life than I am. Like a, a great example is, is I did this with our staff the other day. I said, pull out your cell phone. And I said, okay, I want you to look through all your text messages and all your calls. And I want you to go ahead and tell me all the people that you called in text last week, 
how important are they to you? Yes, your mom and dad, but but on your circle of influence, like where who were you communicating with the most last week? Was it your friends? Was it people who you aspire to be like? Was it somebody who's not really just kind of tagging along for the ride? Like who are the people who are you speaking to most on a daily basis? Or a weekly basis or a monthly basis. Because those people are going to infiltrate our minds, as you know, Allison. And with kids, they're super impressionable. Like so impressionable. They're sponges, parents. You know this. You and your, your spouse can be having a conversation in three rooms over. And it's an intense conversation. And your kids pick up every single word. And they, they hear all of it. And they don't forget it. Because kids' minds are so, they're on the unconscious level. They're not, they're not consciously awake yet. So it's really important that we're very aware of what, parent, what we're saying around our kids because it, it's affecting them for positive or negative. You know, um, I, I love this. Uh, the phrase that comes to me, and I also want you to say that quote because you said a really quote, great quote before um, we were recording. And I always think like children are wet cement. And um, it's kind of like when we're, um, I mentioned this, you know, this vulgar, ah, it's not vulgar, but it's like a bad way I put this is like that, you know, as parents, we tend to put our crap in our child's toilet bowl and expect them to flush it, you know? So we model all of this behavior. And then when they give us back the same behavior that we had just given them or had been giving them all along, we're mad at them for doing that behavior when really we're probably mad at ourselves. So um, I remember my my son said to me once when he was young, and I was not a mom who yelled, like, but I was yelling at this moment. Um, this, they were young, and he said, "Mom, I know, I know you're not really yelling at us." He goes, "I know that you're you're really yelling at yourself." And I said, "You are." He was young; he might have been six. I said, I got to tell you, Luke, you are 100% right. I'm yelling at myself because I feel like I made a mistake with you and I'm so sorry. So when you were describing your childhood and how you were a behavior kid, a behavioral kid, what I'm thinking is I'm just listening how you were like guided along this, this path. And I, this is like something that I talk about all the time that all of these difficulties that we have in our life, I feel like God doesn't look at them the same way that we do, that these difficulties are our training ground that provide an avenue for like, it could be thousands, millions of people to change. So it's like your struggles in your childhood gave you the license, like you, it gave you the right to now speak into these children's lives. I feel like the tragedies that I've had gives me the, like I've earned the right by growing out of it to help other people. And what you're doing is incredible. You know that, right? Well, a fish is the last one to know what water is, right? (laughs) And and we're we're just, yeah, right. We're we're, we're just doing what we're doing. And and I know how valuable it is. And it's my responsibility is to continue to educate the world about what we're doing. And and I mean, we we didn't even get into the next level. This was stage one. To go off, you you know, your idea is that it's so hard. To, to give a child all the skills in such a short amount of time. But but what we learned, Allison, is that the number one fear in the world is what we're doing right now is public speaking, right? And with kids, they, uh, they, they I remember 
through my first public speaking engagement and growing up, going back to your question, growing up, I, I was out of shape in all areas, by the way, mentally, physically, emotionally, and socially. I, I mean, I, I, you look at pictures of me, it's, it's funny. I mean, I was an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, wow. And I look back and I say, wow, I, I had no friends. I was the class clown. Uh, I was in detention all the time. I ate whatever I wanted and I, I was miserable from the inside out and martial arts really kind of and, and my dad, by the way, my dad's a huge mentor in my life. And, and I'm thankful for him because he's kind of taught me the, the, the work, the ethic of hard work. And uh, parents, one thing I do know is my dad told me this every single day of my life. And he still does every time I call him. He goes, son, every day used to wake me up. He goes, if you're going to be a garbage man in this world, I'm okay with that. But you're going to be the world's best garbage man anybody's ever seen. When you go to church on Sunday, everyone's be like, hey, there he is, the guy, the best garbage man in the world. He's right there. He's amazing. He instilled the belief in me that whatever I do, I have to be the best at. And, and I, I remember, and I'm thankful for that moment because even though my behavior was, was, wasn't up to par as a kid, I do remember like how, how he instilled that belief in me and watching him work so hard every single day, seven days a week to provide for my, my brothers and I, it, it, it's commendable. And, and I, I'm appreciative of that because he taught me so many great le lessons. And then the martial arts, I, I had the access to my instructor, Mr. Horton. What a mentor he's been my whole life. And he's still a mentor to me. My goodness, this guy, I've never seen somebody at 53 years old still uh, creating and innovating. I mean, this guy's at 53, snowboards, um, I don't know, I think he went snowboarding 38, 39 times last year down uh, down mountains. He jumps out of helicopters. He he, uh, he He's crazy. Like, at the he does it all. He's a pilot. He has an airplane. Like, he just doesn't, he wasn't good in one. This is what I the, like, like he's here and I'm watching him do all these incredible things in his life, not just martial arts. He wasn't just good at martial arts. He was good at everything. And I'm like, how does this guy do this? Everything he does, he's great at. It's unbelievable. And I aspire I, like that. That was a great mentor to me because he wasn't just good at martial arts. He's good at everything he does. It's, it's really, it's really remarkable to see still at 53 and he's still growing. He's still developing, still learning daily. So, so, uh, so I understand that and, and I'm thankful for that opportunity. And then, you know, we, we started growing up and then my instructor, Mr. Horton, when we were teenagers, he's like, I'm not happy the direction this is going. There's got to be more to this. Yeah, we're helping kids with better behavior, but, but we have to create something bigger. And we're like, what? He's like, we need to create a leadership program. Leadership. What, what, what is leadership? He's like, I, I, I know what leadership is. So he found out the number one fear in the world is public speaking. He said, okay, kids. Most kids are afraid, most adults are afraid of public speaking too, but it's not our fault, Allison. It's not because no one's ever trained us. No, we never went through a course of how to become a good public speaker. I remember my first public speaking engagement. I was 11, 12 years old. I went in front of my social studies class. I didn't know what to do. I read from a piece of paper and I choked. I, and, and I went back to my classroom and went back to my seat and I'm like, I will never have this experience again. I was embarrassed. Kids were laughing at me. It was a terrible experience. How, and the older I got, that wasn't my fault. No, no one. It's like me giving the keys to my truck to my six-year-old son, yes. starting it up, putting it in drive, say, have fun, buddy. Go ahead. Right. A hundred percent. So have you had an experience? You, you, yeah. It, it's, oh and so God. what we did was we created a program for kids as young as five of step-by-step -step of actually how to practice public speaking. They get in front of the class and it's very simple, very, very minute. Feet together, set bow, yes, I can, and in groups of three, and then they rotate, they come up again, feet together, set, bow, yes, I can. See, if it's in a group of 50, kids go, oh, but if it's in a group of three, 
what's a group of three? And so we call this triangulation. And then we stack on it. We start week one, feet together, set, bow, yes, I can. And then we add our life skill, respect. It's not what I know, it's what I do, sir. And then we rotate. Next week, we add more, we add more. By the end of eight weeks, these kids are actually leading an entire martial arts class at seven years old. Then they go to school. Isn't it cool? They go to school and, and teachers are all right, time for a Our kids, they videotape it, record it to us. These kids look like naturals up there. And all the other kids are like, and it's because they have the right training. So yeah, we're, we're, that's probably one of the coolest parts about mastery besides, you know, the next stage that we just developed is uh, Dojo Genius. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I have, I have four kids, but three of them are boys. And okay. one of the things, and they were in, um, it was karate, like a long time ago, yeah. right? But till this day, they're grown up. If I go like this and don't laugh at me because I don't even know what I'm doing, but if I do this one thing, they will dart and stand in front of me like this. Like, if, so if I go front position like that, they run and they stand in front of me and they'll do it no matter where they are. It doesn't matter. And it's just, I remember them and how they felt. And I, I regret that I did not keep my boys doing that because I think that we also have this like distortion. One of the things I find as a mom, and I've also found in working with tons of parents is that we, um, we have a tendency to, we do not like our children to be in pain, but what I've tried to explain to people that it's more like, um, our own issue. It really is that we don't want to feel what we feel when they're in pain. We don't want to watch them struggle. So we remove struggles, which causes them later pain, you know? So it's like this ongoing. Yeah. And I'm always telling parents never, ever, ever tell anyone, especially your children, something that you want them to tell themselves, you help them to tell themselves so that they hear it from inside out, you know, like, because, you know, I see parents with like drug, you know, kids with drug addictions and all these different things. So what I want to ask you is like, what would you say to yourself when you were, you described yourself out of shape in every way, 11 years old, what all I heard when you described that public speaking thing is that our system, our school system and our social system for kids age segregated um, is a system designed for shame. It supports shame. So it's a mistake averse society. It's like, do, you know, you have to hide who you really are. There's so many things that support the development of shame. So what would you say? I mean, when I think when you described yourself at 11 years old, I felt the hot tears in my eyes fill up. I could feel it because I, that feeling is horrible. What you described being that yeah. age, it's so hard. I, all I had as a child was shame. I didn't want to be seen, you know, just shame. So what would you do with a kid 11 like you walks in the, I don't know if you see kids 11, like you're trying to raise your, your uh, age. What would you do? What we, yeah, no, we do. First off, I, I mean, that, that is, I, I, that is spot on what you said as a mom, you know, I, I, every kid wants to quit something in the, in the beginning. And I know for, for us as, as adults, I mean, I, I look back at my own life and I, I wish there were some things in my life I didn't give up. I truly, I, I wish someone just pushed me just a little bit more, just a little, just, just encourage me a little bit more. So parents, if there's a time that your child, you know, they're passionate about it, 
quitting doesn't last forever. It doesn't. It might last a couple months. We're human beings. It gets bored. It gets hard. Things get hard. If there's anything in your child's life that you know is valuable to them, you have to let them stick with it. What we try to do is with kids, is we, with parents, we help them realize kids want to make their own choices, but they can't make the big decisions in life. If they want to make their own choice, would you like an apple or a banana today? Which choice? Do you want to read this book or this book? Would you like to do push-ups or sit-ups today? Would you like to brush your teeth or clean your room first? So you, you see what you're doing, right? You're just giving yeah. them two good options. It doesn't matter. But the big lessons in life, I truly believe that those are made for parents. So so that, that was very powerful what you said. But uh, going back to an 11-year-old, um, uh, let me, uh, let, let, let's let recall. Uh, here's a perfect one. Yourself. Okay? Here's a perfect Yeah, I, I, have, I actually have one better for you. Uh, we... Uh, Three months ago, there was an 17-year-old young man, um, foster care, uh, foster uh, care child, um, been, in, been in and out of foster homes his whole life. And uh, this dad actually picked him up at, I think, 15 years old. Um, he walks in with a cast on his hand. And I was at one of the mastery locations in Massachusetts uh, uh, the other night, uh, about three months ago. And I said, who are you? He goes, I'm such and such. And unfortunately, you know, he was 17. He had an Uber drop him off. The, the dad's like, he needs this. I know what's going on. And I said, okay, tell me your story. He's like, well, I said, what happened to your hand? He's like, I got, I got really mad and I punched the locker and I broke my wrist. Okay. So I said, well, this is, this is perfect. So the first thing you do with a child like that, who, who was like me, 11 through 18, you have to align with them first. Yeah. I just, instead of sitting across from him, I sat on, I sat on the side for him and I said, bud, I feel your pain. I, I know what you're going through. I know most people don't, but I, I, I understand life's not easy. It's hard to be a, you know, be a teenager nowadays. I get it. And he just looked at me and I said, I said, what's the hardest thing you're facing right now? He's like, I just, I don't know. I said, I know you don't know, but if you did know, what would it might be? It's like, I just, I, I just don't feel like I fit in. So you're telling me if, you know, if we can find a place to make you feel like you fit in and you feel like you belong and make you feel good, this might be the right place for you. He's like, yeah. I said, okay, I got a great instructor for you. See this guy right here? He's 19 years old. He's awesome. I think he's going to be your instructor. What do you think? And boom, instant rapport. 17, 18, mentor, 17. Boom. I went, I went to that location the other night. This kid's walking in with his shoulders up, chin back. He's training in class. He's moving. I connected with his dad. He's, he's, he's more respectful at home. He's following directions better. He's doing better at school before school is in session. He's on the right trajectory now just because we align with him. We help them realize that, you, you know, every, a lot of kids feel like this and it's okay. And let's try to find and make it feel comfortable and have a home. You know, everybody wants to have a home, you know, even yeah. us as humans. We want to, why do, why are we in the RK group? Community. We want yes. that sense of a community. Kids do as well too, especially kids, by the way, and especially teenagers. My instructor taught me this a long time ago. And parents, if you think about your own life, you'll really understand this. If we take hundreds of kids from all the high schools, maybe thousands of kids from all the high schools around the country, and we put them in one room, within 30 minutes, all of those kids are going to sort themselves out. The sports players are naturally going to be connected with the sports players. The, the, the people who play uh, um, instruments will go there. The kids who are kind of into the books, they'll just sort themselves out. They know what they're like. They know what they're They'll go over here. The popular kids will go over here. The kids that like soccer will go over here. They'll naturally, just naturally, all of a sudden, within a half hour, they'll all be in the right diverse groups for, for them. And when I heard that, I said, that, that's, that makes complete sense to me. So it's our responsibility to give your child a sense of belonging, making them feel like they're a part of community, like we listen to them, we hear them, 
we understand them. And, and sometimes it's not always a mom and dad. You need to find a community that's best for your child that way they feel like they belong and they can get value from. You know, and, the, and you can see that like, you know, when kids end up in gangs or anything, that's really because they're looking for a community to belong in. And adolescents, um, their developmental stage is all about individuating, becoming, finding their identity. And so they'll need to individuate from their, their family, uh, their family system, but they don't have to rebel. I think that's the, the biggest, that's the biggest myth that kids who individuate have to rebel again and be angry with their family. The only reason that they would need to do that is because they didn't understand that they could do it freely. They could become who they are freely. And you're providing that separate from the family, but in a good, like a good role model environment, which is so cool. Yes. What do you think is like the number one avenue to success? For, for kids? Well, wouldn't I guess it would be yeah. for anyone, wouldn't it? Yeah, I yeah, I, I maybe. Two Whatever skills. you think. I I, I tr- yeah, I, I truly believe that there's two skills that that especially kids need to develop early in life: discipline and self-esteem. Why discipline? Well, think about it. Nothing happens without discipline. The physical shape we're in today is because of our discipline or lack thereof. Our mindset is because of the discipline and thoughts we have on a daily action. We can't go ahead and eat healthy and exercise for one day and go, yeah, that's it. I'm all good for the rest of my life. It's a daily action. And, and creating these daily habits, uh, uh, reading, writing, journaling, these, these habits of, of developing these habits that will serve you or hurt you for the rest of your life. All we're doing, we all have habits in life. Either they're either adding to us or they're taking away. It's our responsibility as much as we can to, to provide the discipline. See, when you develop the habit, as you know, Allison, it's not that you don't need discipline anymore. The habits develop. It's, it's an unconscious response, right? We have the four areas, unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence. You, you, you understand. And then the ultimate goal is getting to unconscious competence where we're not even aware of what we're doing anymore. And we just, our, our body and mind just naturally take over because because we programmed it. So discipline is number one. Without discipline, nothing happens. Number two, self-esteem. I, a lot of people get self-esteem and confidence twisted. Self-esteem is believing in who you are as a human. Confidence is believing in your abilities to do something. Here's a perfect example. I feel like I have a high level of self-esteem. Put me on a dance floor. My confidence is way down low. Don't, you're not going to want to see that. Maybe after a couple of tequilas, but you're not going to want to see that. All right. So, so, but my self-esteem is still always high, but, but there's certain areas in my life where my confidence isn't high. Go ask me to go build a house. I, I don't think I'm going to enjoy that experience. Right. Cause that's not my skill set. But, but my self-esteem is always good about who I always feel good about who I am. And if you're unsure what self-esteem is, you take the two words and you just flip them around esteem in yourself how much esteem as a human being you have inside of you like when you walk like i i make it a point when i walk anywhere i I, people just like they move out of the way like this because (laughs) i do it intentionally i do it intentionally because i want to show people like i i have confidence in who i am as a human being i'm not going to walk around like this especially with my children and my wife around me who, who like that's just not 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 a thing so so I, I'm really conscious of developing the discipline that I need to, to achieve my goals. And I'm really conscious of, of always, you know, positive self-talk. A lot of people, unfortunately, I mean, as you know, Allison, in your line of work, they have this negative little voice in their head that always is telling them they're not good enough. You can't do this. You're a loser. You're dumb. You're stupid. Oh, stuff always happens to you. Get out of your own way. You'll never be good enough. Well, how about we just take that 
here's a perfect example. Last night I was at the gym. It was late. I got, I got done late. And this guy, he was in great shape and he heard it. He heard it. Now he was, he was in great shape, but maturity wise, I mean, he was, he was way down low. It, it, it was kind of like, I was like, wow, this guy's in great shape, but mentally not, not nowhere close. He, he like hurt his pec muscle and he's like banging stuff and slamming. I said, you all right? No, I got this. this. I said, how about you just focus on what you have instead of what you don't have right now? And he looks at me and he goes, what? I said, you, you have, your legs work? He goes, yeah. I said, your arm, your arms work? He goes, yeah. Your mind's work? Not everyone's that, not, not everyone's that lucky in the world. He goes, you're right. And he shut up. Like he, he was, he was like, he, his maturity level was so, he was getting so angry over nothing. And, and I just had to step in there and help him recognize, like, stop having this negative talk with yourself. You already have so many great things going on in your life. Like, what are you doing? And, and that's where most people fall short is that they have this negative, instead of focusing on what we don't have, Hubble focus on what you do have. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I yeah. thought you were going to say he punched you. <laughs> I, I really, you know what? Honestly, it, it, it's funny. Yeah. I did think he was <laughs> going to punch you. you. I, I, I was like, uh oh. I'd be ready. I was a little I'm nervous. For that. No, no. You, you, you know, I, I, he, to, he told me he had two injuries and, and I said, how did you get the injuries? And he ignored the question. So I said, oh, I get a pride. Like, I want to know now. So I asked him again, how did you get the injuries? And he ignored it. I know he heard me, he ignored it. So I said, I'm curious, you know, were those gym injuries? And then he finally, he goes, no. I said, what was the first one? He's like, my, my girlfriend and I got into a bad fight and she took a broom and, and snapped it over my arm. And I'm like, and then he's, I said, what's the next one? He's like, well, we got into another bad fight and I punched the refrigerator and I, I tore my, my shoulder muscle. And this guy's got anger issues. Like, I, I'm just like, well, this kid, this guy was the perfect candidate for mastery when he was three. <laughs> yes. Like, it, it, this is the yes. trajectory of a kid with no self-control, yeah. the direction he goes into. Yeah, like, like, very low maturity, uh, uh, strong body, which means nothing. And, and but unfortunately, all, all that it's just one area of his life that that he has, you know, it's so that's, that's yes. my one cent. <laughs> I love it. You know, the thing, yeah. the thing that I just want to shout out to everyone who's listening is that this right here that we're talking about is about hope. You know, this is, this is what I, this is like my take on it is that there's this like level of hope here that, and this is what I'm always trying to say to everybody is that you have the power within you, right? To co-create. I'm, I'm a person of faith, so I believe in God, but I believe that we co-create, but you have the, we have the power within us to pivot away from thoughts, feelings, um, core beliefs, every moment that we're alive, as long as we gain mastery over the moment that we're in and really just be present in what we're in and what, what you're doing with children, you know, anyone who has, I know that there's parents listening to this, including me, like, Oh shoot. You know, one of the things I did with my own daughter is that when she was scared to go on the soccer field and she was so cute and little, like the littlest bunky thing ever. And she was like holding on me and terrified. I let her not go. And you know, there's this like balance of like being respectful of what they're feeling and also knowing that how great they're going to feel. Like I always tell my kids, responsible acts produce self-esteem. So it's like, and that doesn't match exactly with what you were saying, because you're talking about confidence, but it's you really, it's yes. confident in who you Same are. Yeah. And um, it's just such a burst when you do, when you're in organized and you have order in your life. And I feel like what you're saying, Anthony, is you're telling people, I, and I'm I'm telling them that even though you're not a kid, you can do this. Like you can, 
it's, it's just today is, you know, that's silly. It's not silly. Today is the first day of the rest of our life. This is the first moment of the rest of our life. What we think in this pocket of time in this little space creates things. And what, what Anthony is doing is create helping children create a life that they can feel great in. So I just, yeah. I want to applaud you. you get thank some you, dopamine. Did I do it good enough? Yes. yes. Dopamine. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Yes, so. yes. Yes. You can do it. I can do it. So anyhow. We all can do it. You're already doing it. <laughs> I have so many things I, I'm dying to say and discuss with you, but we're running out of time and I want to respect your time. But yes. what would you, is there anything, there was a quote that you said, I don't know if you remember it. It was like similar. Do you remember it? What it, what was it? I want you to leave that with my people. Parents remember this one thing. Your child's brain is always on record. Their behavior is the playback. Love that. A child's mind. It's, it's always recording. I mean, it is DVRing all the time. What they see, remember, they don't listen. They see what they see. All they're going to do is, is play back the same behavior they see. So un- unfortunately, I look at my own life and then when I was like acting out as a kid and, and uh, getting frustrated and had the lack of self-control, um, as much as I love my dad, my dad, my yeah, just emulating what I've seen in him. Like he, he was a very hard worker, but when things didn't go right, he got angry and frustrated and mad, not mad at us, but I seen the behavior when something go, didn't go right in his life and he got upset. And all I did was emulate that behavior unconsciously. I didn't do it consciously. I did it unconsciously because that's what I see my dad do. And, and I, if I can give you just one more perfect example, um, my wife thinks I'm nuts. But every morning, I decide to meditate in front of my children. I've been doing this since they were babies, like infants. And I do it. So about three months ago, I was rushing out of the house. We were late for something. And it's my responsibility to get the kids ready. That's my job as a dad when my wife's at work. And, and I couldn't find the kids anywhere. I'm like... Where are the kids? I look here. I look there. I look outside. We got a pool. We got this. I'm like, oh my goodness. The door. I, I run into my son's bedroom and the door's locked. Not locked, but closed. I open it up and I say, they're sitting there with their legs crossed, hands on their lap. And they go, Shh, dad, we're meditating. Shh. Love that. And at that moment, I mean, there, there was no one of the best moments ever. Just watching my kids emulate the behavior that they've seen in me for many years. And, and I watch my son do push-ups all the time. Like he's six and he's banging out like 20 push-ups. Why is he doing that? Cause he sees me do them all the time. And I intentionally do that. And, and, and that's, that's really what it comes down to is that if whatever behavior you want your child to show, you got to set the example first. And if you're setting the example, it's not going to happen overnight. I promise you they'll emulate. I love that so much. And God, and now I'm trying to say another thing that is so good. Meditation is everything. It's so good. So and if they can learn that young, that is the best thing ever. The um, One of the things I always tell parents is that when your child is not doing what you want or mis- in your eyes misbehaving or whatever that is, the number one very first thing to do, and I'm hearing you do it like um, in your examples, you just report that over and over again, is that to me with my kids, it was always a sign that I needed to reconnect with them, that I was disconnected from them because the the only influence I have is through alignment with is being connected with them. So I would get on my knees or whatever it is. Hey, what's up? If they're acting out, not 
because we can raise, we can raise puppets or we can raise people. You can always like, you know, the behavior is bad. Don't do the behavior. You could, you could force them not to do a behavior, but if you connect with the underlying cause underneath the behavior, what they're really looking for, like what you keep doing that right there creates human beings of depth and, you know, and it's not a rush you know, to immediately stop a behavior, you transform through connection and, and, and having them experience uh, like influence of being understood. So I think what you do is so good. And I want everybody, like, I believe I want to, I want to like refer kids to your videos or whatever it is you do. So tell us how they tell the people, people, by the way, I would like you to um, like and share this video with as many parents as you can, because I think that, I mean, both Anthony and myself, we don't do these things for money. I don't do this for money. I do this for uh, a mission. And really, we really want to change the world. And really, if you can share with a parent you know, and parents will feel so much relief if they have simple tools to love and connect with their children and their children are giving them an opportunity to succeed instead of making it harder for the kids to succeed. So, um, Anthony, how would people find you if they wanted to do whatever the heck they want to do? Yeah, sure. If if I can give one more, one more bit of advice, it just, you just triggered a thought. Um, if you're having a hard time, parents, use technology. What do I mean by use technology? We have something called Professor YouTube, right? <laughs> we can become, we can do anything. On Professor YouTube, you can type in kids affirmation. There are hundreds of videos people already pre-recorded. I've been playing these videos with my children since they were like six months old. And I just play it in the background on our TV. I don't even care if they're listening because Allison knows the subconscious mind's naturally picking this stuff up. So I don't have to play them anymore. You want to know why? Because they know them inside and out. I have purpose. I am a good person. No one's opinion will ever define me. You're, you're going to see this video if you just search kids affirmation. And I play it. I used to play it every single morning. And just use technology. Let kids, oh, you want to play on your iPad this morning? Sure. As soon as we're done with our affirmations, no problem. Oh, yes. Oh, you, you want to go outside and play? Absolutely. It's going to take you three minutes. Let's just get through these affirmations together. You and I can do it together. And you do that, do that for a year. Watch the difference in your child's behavior and their attitude and their mindset. Um, that, I, I just wanted to share that. I, I think it's a, it's a really valuable piece. The other thing, like there's these things that I'm, I'm, I'm extracting and that are illuminated with the, what you're doing interactively with your kids and with people. And I want the uh, people, the listeners to, to notice. So I want you guys to hear, hear what Anthony just did. What Anthony did was he said, and this is what I have always done. My kids ask me about something or for something, as long as it's reasonable. My answer is always yes. But what you were describing, yes, of course you can go out and play, but um, right after we do this. So did you notice that he's leading with, yes, that the world is an abundant and great place for you and you can have great things and we do these other things too. And you can do this or this, these two great things. And I just feel like there's so many, you're doing those things naturally, like you're describing as a habit, but I want people to notice and say, very often parents are so programmed 
as soon as a kid walks in the room, sometimes moms or dads go, no, <laughs> they don't even, they don't even hear what the question is. And, um, mm-hmm. it, because they're I don't know, they're scared or something, but yeah, oh, I have so much to say about this. I'm going to have to do a whole show on parenting <laughs> or something, but anyhow, there you go. definitely listen, you are amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad you came on this show. I think that, so where would they find you? They want to do a video thing, not a video, um, virtual yeah, our, our online course. Yeah. You want to do our online course? Absolutely. Just go on mastery, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y-M-A.com. Uh, fill out the application. We'll have one of our specialists contact you and figure out if our program is a good fit for you. Um, and we, we'd love to have you be a part of it. Uh, um, it's, it's working and it's changing lives across the country and we're, uh, we're excited. So masterma.com, just fill out and request more information. And one of our special specialists will contact you immediately and go over all the details and uh, see if we're a good fit. I have a question. So if Shoot. let's say we have, let's say we have kids here you know, in the counseling centers that we want to use, like, are there certain days, like there's classes, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, so we have a class Mondays and Wednesdays, uh, Eastern time, I believe it's at six thirty Eastern. Um, and then they're recorded and they're sent out. And then we also offer a 50 course video training series on how that's, that's recorded. That's a private website on how you can maximize the experience. Um, it's just like, uh, it's just like any online course as a parent that you buy for your own self or personal development, but it's designed for kids to teach them how to get the most value out of a mastery program. Um, it's kind of fun. The first video is understanding culture. And, and when, when kids walk into this, walk into their house, what's the first thing they do? They should take off their shoes, right? Isn't that, isn't that part of a culture? They should say hi to their mom and dad and give them a hug and a kiss and ask them how their day was instead of running on their iPad or their Xbox or their TV. So, so understanding culture is really number one. Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. At home. Yes, mom. Yes, dad. Understanding the culture. Second one is teaching kids how to set up their own dojo at home. We have kids uh, uh, creating uh, on a big board. They write, they come up with their own name. In reality, we're actually teaching kids how to be entrepreneurs, if you think about it. Um, they're coming up with their own martial arts school name. They stick it on the board. They create a safe space in their house. If you want to put down some mats, you can put down some mats. Um, if, if it's on a carpet, cool. And this space is just designated for your son or daughter's martial arts training. What is that teaching your child? It's teaching your child about responsibility and discipline, how to maintain a certain space in your house and it's only used for certain things. And we keep it clean, we keep it neat, and we're organizing our life in a certain way. So, so it's a fun course to go through with kids. And I, I think, uh, I think it's been a, it's, it's a good experience so far for a lot of kids. Do the kids have to go through it with their parents? So, uh, some class, some of them. So it's an interactive one where parent. What we found is that kids want to practice and parents want to practice martial arts, but they just don't know how. So, so the course is designed to teach kids and parents how to practice at home because mo- you know most parents never done martial arts before and they want to help their child, but they just don't know if they're doing it correctly. So the idea is we've taken fifty household items. Everybody has one of these. And, and this is part of the video. We teach kids actually how to use this to practice focus when striking. So a parent holds this on a pillow and kids without water in it, they have to use their fist and strike it. What's that doing? Eye, mind, and body in one direction. They're teaching kids, it's teaching kids how to focus and it's fun. And then we switch it and then the kid holds it and the parent has to punch it. Oh, I'm going to collaborate with you. I got some ideas. I got good <laughs> ideas. And I shouldn't do it All on right. the podcast. So basically, well, we could, but you know. 
I'm going to keep my uh, <laughs> my entrepreneurial secrets to myself. Okay, but anyhow, so guys, I just yeah. wanna I just want to ask that you please just you know um, show your love to Anthony. He's just an incredible force for good on earth for our children. Please, when you walk away from this uh, podcast, do not walk away beating yourself up. Walk away with the the concept that if it's being done, I can do it and I can start now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old your kids are. I mean, it, it matters in terms of some things, but you know, when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When's the next best time? Today. So that's all I want to say about that. Anthony, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. You are just an inspiration. Okay. So and I never know how to land a plane. I always say this at the end of the show. So I'm just going to crash. I'm just going to crash and burn right now. Woo! Thanks, guys. Yeah. A lot of fun. So long, guys. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. I just want to say to you that we are all together a part of the mission, Mission Awake, a mission that's going to stop the mediocrity that's plaguing all of us. So if you got something here today, I ask that you would be a part of this mission and you'd share it with whoever you can. Take a screenshot of the show and share it on your Instagram. If you are looking for me, you can find me on social media platform, Instagram, Allison Answers or Logger Counseling Services. And give us a, a review and subscribe, if you could, to YouTube. Allison Answers. That's where you're going to get a lot of content. I drop stuff every day, goofy stuff, all different kinds of stuff. Five-minute videos that just get you moving in your day. Have a great week. See you next time.